Cutter Morningstar's Eagle Field is set for a giant revamp before the upcoming 2022 football season. The Eagles recently finished competing in their first season of eight-man football, and the stadium's grass is about to be replaced with artificial turf. Aside from the turf, the whole facility is receiving a variety of updates and changes. I'm Christian Collins, and I sat down with Cutter Morningstar head coach Matt Kinsinger about all the changes that are planned for Eagle Field. This is Garland County Locker Room, brought to you by the Sentinel Records Sports Department. All right, Coach, so you know, this, what is installing turf going to do for the Cutter Morningstar football program? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think it's going to be something that makes it a multi-purpose field for all year round for our, our athletic programs and for our band and different programs like that. So I think it's really multi-purpose. It'll be good for the community. So they come out here, if the kids want to come out here and play ball, they've got a spot. I don't have to chase them off because I'm running the sprinklers. Um, and for our PB programs, they'll be able to use it too. So it'll be really multifunctional, and so I'm excited about that. Um, so it'll be good for the community, good for the school. Uh, for our program in general, I think it's just it's just a multi-use all year round. So just like you saw today, we're running 40s and doing some agility stuff, and so it'll be good for us to have that opportunity to do that. Um, the... Uh, the goal is to improve facilities just like anywhere else. And, and hopefully when you have some folks that might be moving into town or looking for a different school, that uh, this might uh, bring some attention uh, to the school. You know, it's right here off the off the bypass and off of 70. And so there's going to be a lot of traffic driving by and hopefully uh, brings a lot of attention uh, in a positive fashion to the program. Uh, it's going to give... It's going to give a lot of businesses in the area an opportunity to you know, be part of what we're doing here. And so we're looking forward to partnering with them on those types of things. You know, how long has this idea to get turf really been brewing and how did it kind of come about? Uh, when I first got here, I just, you know, the the thing about it is I feel like our, our grass field is a really nice field. The, the, you know, when I mow it, it's, it's solid. It grows fast. It's healthy. And, uh, and so, you know, it's not really necessarily because... We have some water issues, I think, is one of the reasons why, um, is one of the big reasons why we started looking at this because of the drainage that comes off the highway and there's a lot of water that runs through here and through campus. And so uh, improving the drainage underneath the field was something that was, uh, uh, that needs to be repaired regardless if we go with artificial surface or we, you know, put sod down. Um, and so, you know, when I got here, you know, having that conversation of a brand new high school, you know, in phase two, you know, Dr. Anderson had uh, phase two of putting in a new turf football field. And so I was right along with that. And I knew that improving facilities helps out multi-use aspect of it, just being in all the other schools I've been at had it. Um, so, you know, and then of course, usage on Friday night, especially with eight men, you know, we're going to put 11 man field in, but you know, we're going to put temporary lines down the side for eight man, um, but, you know, when you play, especially on some nights when we play junior high and senior high all on the same night, you don't have to worry about tearing the field up if it's a little bit wet or rainy. So you add, you know, some drainage issues to it. When it rains, it makes it challenging to have, have a good surface. Uh, so that'll kind of alleviate some of those problems. You know, you don't always see schools the size of Cutter having turf. Just what does it mean to you, you know, for a school this size to get that turf? That means a lot. That means the community supports it. It means the school supports the program if they're willing to do the, the things that it takes to get there. I mean, just you can't just go, hey, I want a turf field, and then all of a sudden it happens. You know, it just doesn't work like that. 
and I'm not to begin. I'm not going to begin to act like I know what all goes on behind the scenes of school administration. But I know there's a lot that happens, and so um, I'm fortunate that they're willing to, to be part of that, to buy into that, and so that that basically shows people, students, parents, community. Hey, we're serious about all of our athletic programs. We, we love our kids. We we'll try to give them the best facilities possible, and uh, and so that's it means a lot in that sense when you're trying to build. You, you know, what have the reactions been of your players at the news that y'all are getting turned? I don't think it's quite sunk in yet. I think once the bulldozers and the excavators and all that equipment starts showing up, and you know, just coming back from Christmas break, and they started doing some things here on the field. You know, we cut down the bleachers and took out a tree and we started to peel up the sod to use in different places. I think some of it's starting to set in, but I don't truly think it's set in yet for them that they understand what it really means. But there's been some some guys that are kind of feeling it out. They're not real sure, like, oh, I, I kind of like our grass, and you know, I you know, I like the turf, and but I think uh, I think they're going to like the turf because this this particular turf that we're getting is the same turf that Little Rock Christian has, and so it's a, it's a really top of the line turf. You know, we've been really blessed with the company we're working with, Ellis, and and so it's it's like some of the best stuff. We're going to have a a surface underneath it, and that's one thing. When I shopped around, I wanted to make sure it was a uh, a usable surface because some turf fields I've been on have been kind of slippery and slick, and I don't want that. I don't want a, a, a large amount of pellets that have to be placed on the field over a ten year period, which is some of the challenges with turf on their longevity. So we're going to get a sub base that goes underneath the turf that has it's almost like the same material they put on tracks. Uh, so it's going to give us maybe a little more bounce, a little more safety. Um, and so we're really excited about, about that. You know, what was that process like of like, you know, looking at the different turfs? When did that kind of start? Just, you know, kind of talk me through that whole thing. Yeah, that's a shopping. That's, it's not like going to a uh, Bass Pro shop and, you know, picking it out or going to Lowe's and finding what you want to put in the backyard. Um, you just really, it's like anything else. I think Dave Ramsey's the one that told me this, you know, not personally, but Dave Ramsey teaches this is that you got to educate yourself. And so there was an education process for me as far as, I knew kind of what turf was 10 years ago and found Lake put their turf in. I was, I was able to kind of be around while they did that process and then be able to ask individuals that were involved in that process. Um, but that was the second step was making a lot of phone calls to different schools, different administrators, different coaches. Hey, what do you think? What was the, the process? What was your challenging spots? And so just begin to educate yourself and do all that before um, really um, making a decision was kind of challenging and, and, of course, getting people in relationships, opportunities to come in and share with you what they're doing. You know, there's turf makers, there's companies that, that, that run the show, there's different uh, different things that people don't really look at sometimes uh, when it comes to those kinds of things. But there's a lot of moving parts, and I learned that. Uh, there's a lot of different materials, there's a lot of different ways to do things. But, uh, but ultimately, it was a really uh, a lot of education in the front end. But it was fun. It was a good experience um, getting a chance to go see some turf and go into fields and other places like, you know, Lakeside had just redone their surface down there. Um, and so being able to go down there and look at that and what that company did, going to Little Rock Christian, seeing what that company did there. Um, so it was nice to be able to go kind of see what the final product was, too. And, you know, what's kind of the timeline on the turf? And is there, you know, kind of a completed done date that you want to reach? But I definitely, I mean, ultimately, I want to make sure it's done by the start of next season. But but if everything starts when it should, you know, uh, and, of course, it's hard to make statements nowadays with the whole COVID thing. You just don't know because materials are hard to get. Um, so I don't know, you know, but I'm hoping by the end of school 
this year, we'll be ready to go. We'll know exactly when. We're still kind of waiting on a hard start date. We've got a few more permits, I think, we're trying to secure and, and set in place before, you know, the big machinery starts showing up and things really start happening. But three months, three or four months, I would say, is about is about the go time for it. If we would have started, <clears throat> if we would have started right after Christmas, right after my season ended at the end of November, um, we probably would have been done by April or, or end of March. So they're yeah, looking at about four or four months, I think, is what they think it is, which is pretty fast for that kind of a, because we're going to put new bleachers in, new press box, new scoreboard, all new lights, you know, field turf, fence around, the goal posts. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of other updates that are going to occur at the stadium as well. Okay, so it's like a whole new, like, stadium revamp. Yeah, like that's kind of going on. Yes, it is. We're going to the old school goalposts. The H goalposts are going away. We're going to get get to the one center and a piece, and then we're going to have new nets behind there to keep the ball from going on the highway over there. Um, we're going to get a new scoreboard, LED lights, um, new aluminum bleachers on. Uh, what one thing we did, you know, to kind of make it uh, as as effective and economical as possible is instead of rebuilding the whole stadium, we we're going to leave. The current home side the way it is and the visitor side needed updated anyway we had old wood bleachers over there and so that's the reason why we tore those down and we're going to replace those with a whole new 700 seating stadium aluminum all up the code um you know handicap ramps and we're going to put a put a 28 foot press box up on top of that for the for us which is you know there's there's an updating is necessary for that you know for other schools and have enough room in there to provide a proper film station and all that. So that's going to be nice. So the lighting, I think, is going to be next to the field itself. The lighting I'm the most excited about because we're operating under the old lighting system right now. And it takes forever for those things to light up. And even at full blast, you can't. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, if the dad just pulled on the hillside and turned the LED lights on the truck, you know, you'd have more light, I think. So it's almost going to look like this place is on fire when you drive by until you get used to it. So I'm excited about the lighting. You know, Cutter, you'll have this, you know, nice basketball arena. You're revamping the stadium. You know, what does it just kind of say about athletics as a whole here in Cutter? Well, you know, it's part of the vision when, whenever I decided to, to take this job and we talked about it is, is to try to change the culture here. And it's culture is um, kind of a sensitive thing in the fact that it's it's if you just try to change the culture only because of your education, it can be challenging sometimes. And um, when you have athletics partner with education, and you have some success in your athletic programs, it starts to generate some type of excitement in your school with new facilities, you know, some success and excitement. Um, it really gives you a chance uh, to kind of turn, turn the culture in a positive direction, you know, and especially coming out of COVID where kids are struggling to make the adjustments from being at home, being back at school and, and doing those types of things. I think it's a good timing for all that to be happening. So hopefully it draws people here. Hopefully our enrollment goes up. We get people that are that are going to come here. It's going to change the way um, change the way people look at Cutter Morningstar. It's just a small two A school to to a, a quality school here, which I think it can be and, and will be. So. Yeah, and you haven't touched on this, but it is going to be eleven man dimensions, which are just going to put on like eight man markers. Or how does that kind of work? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the eight man, you know, here in Arkansas, the eight man field can remain to be hundred yards long, so you don't have to move your goalposts. And so the only thing that really changes on your parameters is you just move your sidelines in and then your hashes move in a little bit. Um, so it's not going to cause a problem from that sense to just go ahead and make it 11 main because ultimately that's the goal is to get back there. Um, so I don't know how it would work if we got an eight-man field and then had to add, add an 
20 feet on each side of, of field turf, so I don't know. But we're just going to go ahead and make it big. All you got to do is just paint a paint an artificial, you know, like a paint a line down on the bottom of the numbers of the 11-man field. It's pretty simple. I mean, if you were at the eight-man championship or anybody watched it on TV uh, at the War Memorial, that's simply all they did is they just painted a temporary out-of-bounds line at the bottom of the numbers, and, and that was it. So. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about the stadium revamp, Coach? No, I'm just excited and glad, and, and ultimately the kids deserve it, and that's what that's what makes me excited. As a coach, it makes it a little bit easier on me because now I don't have to go paint lines. I don't have to mow the field all the time, but, but it's really about the community and the kids. It'll be a multi. It really does. I've watched it at Fountain Lake. You know, they left the they left the gates open, and then people kids are on all the time. I mean, it's like if you don't have a surface to go play on, now you do. And and I hope that that's what that becomes. It becomes our football facility, but also the community can come enjoy it. Kids can come out and play ball whenever they want. The PE programs can use it. The band can use it. Whatever it is, they can come out and use it. So it's, I think it's really the best for the kids and for the community. So that's what excites me the most about it. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our episode previewing all the new additions that are coming to Eagle Field. You can find an accompanying feature story on our website and app. If you like our content, please consider subscribing to get the latest content as soon as it becomes available. You can find Garland County Locker Room through all your favorite podcast providers. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for new episodes, please drop us an email at sports at hotsr.com.